funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers and sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest, these are the funniest, these are the funniest, these are the funniest people I know. Hello, world. Welcome to the funniest people I know. I'm George Kouloris, and here with me today are my fantastic, funny co-hosts, Alexandria Sweat. Hello. Hi, everyone. And Abigail Williams. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Or good morning. Whatever time of day it is for you. Before we begin, I wanted to let everyone know that right now going on is the Atlanta Fringe Festival. This is a big annual comedy festival that this year is happening virtually. You can check it out. It includes lots of great comedy, some sketch shows, some stand-up comedians, and a hilarious podcast being featured called The Funniest People I Know. Well, well, well. We are one of the podcasts they're featuring on the Audio Fringe Festival Check us out. We'll include a link in the show notes. You can go to audiofringe.org and check out us and some other funny people who are putting out some great virtual comedy this year. Yeah, get out there. Check it out. George, is there anyone else we missed? The podcast that they're broadcasting of ours is the one where we did the jelly bean competition with Shakira DeMessier as mm, our guest. That was a delight. Oh. But our friends, the Nonviolet Offenders, are performing Dawson's Creek Live on Saturday, June 12th. So if you want to see... Yes, and I will actually be on there. I am going to be a horrifically-mouthed grandmother. Okay, you're doing the grand show. I love you doing this. I shudder. I shudder, but I do it for the art because I'm an artist. I considered once having us have you read that scene on here, but I realized we can't broadcast any of it. Yeah, we'd bleep it, it is, all out. It is pure filth. <laughs> it is filth, but it's a lot of fun. The whole show is, I think, fantastic. And so definitely check us out on Saturday, June 12th in the evening. You can check all that out at atlantafringe.org, and we'll include links in the podcast. Enough log rolling. Kicking off each week, we play a game of what's making you laugh. Alexandria, what's making you laugh this week? A Texas woman climbs into Zoo's monkey exhibit to feed them hot Cheetos and then gets fired from her law firm job. (laughs) (laughs) That in and of itself is a great description. (laughs) That's awesome. Hot Cheetos. (laughs) Yep. George, what's making you laugh? The demise of Karen. What? Mm. Every week I feel like you slip some news in there for me when you're telling me something funny. You're my news guy. I'm basically Anderson Cooper. For sure. I was going to say that. Beat me to the punch. This week, I am laughing at cicadas and seafood. Oh, oh, I'm intrigued. (laughs) Doesn't really sound like it. (laughs) I don't know what I want to talk about because I kind of want to talk about this gorilla, this hot Cheetos mess. But I also want to get my weekly news update. And what I've got to say, I think is funny. So I don't know, guys. What are we going on? Alex, what are you feeling? I am kind of interested in the demise of the Karens. Listen, I'm voting for hot Cheetos and a gorilla. That's what I'm going for. I'm going hot Cheetos, too. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. A woman jumped a barrier into an El Paso Zoo monkey habitat 
And the woman who was identified as Lucy Ray by KVIA and the Daily Mail has reportedly been fired from her job for jumping into the monkey habitat (laughs) and feeding them hot Cheetos. Wait a minute. Why does her law firm care about this? It's none of their business if she wants to feed fiery hot Cheetos to gorillas or not. I would assume that when working for a law firm, you must do legal things in life, Abigail. And therefore, okay, that's a good point. It's illegal. <laughs> right. I'm making a, I guess it's a loose okay. connection. Is it illegal or did she just break the policy of the zoo? There's a difference to me. You broke a rule versus a law. Not the same thing. I is should be does- a lawyer. Is the problem the spice level of the Cheeto? (laughs) Would a conventional Cheeto been acceptable? Good question. Y'all, okay, so y'all jumping into a pit of monkeys to feed them any type of snack? Listen, Alex. Oh, man, I I don't come here to help. Alex, this happens every couple of years. This very same story pops up on the news. It's not new. Somebody jumped in there a couple years ago and lost a finger. This is not a new story. Why are there always weirdos out there who just have to get in there with these monkeys and gorillas? I do not understand. And why do we want to give them the most basic of our snacks when doing so? Yeah, you can't give this monkey something divine. Yeah, something nice. Right. Like, I'm just saying, like. Give him some foie gras. Thank you. At least some filter. You didn't want to give it a charcuterie board? I would love that. I would break into a monkey cage to give them some fine dining, a charcuterie board. Yeah, I'd be out there with a bottle of wine, some charcuterie. (laughs) I'm not playing around. Some filet mignon, some some jam. I got some prosecco here. (laughs) I've also (laughs) got some prosciutto that's going to pair beautifully with these apples and my honey that I got from my personal beehive in the backyard. I like that you've created a farm-to-table restaurant for these monkeys. Why are we giving them Cheetos or a Snickers bar? Monkeys want nice things, too. Yeah. They eat bananas. That is a very raw and healthy fruit. I don't know why you're giving it Cheetos. I still don't think it's any of her law firm's business what she chooses to do at a privately owned zoo. I'm assuming it's privately owned. Maybe it's state run. Even a publicly know. owned zoo. What business is it of the law firms? If they were making the case that it was illegal, that's one thing. But if it's a private business, she broke their rule. Okay. okay. I watch enough legal procedurals to tell you that lawyers are not abiding every freaking law out there. What if that was in the lawyer's commercial? Is the firm used, get one of our lawyers. We jump in the pits with monkeys to let you know we will go to the fire for yeah. you. Hire Lean us. in. Serve Cheetos at all your meetings. Yeah, that's oh your my staple. God. No, I'm not hiring them. Mm-mm. They made the right decision. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> would you Would you fire your lawyer if they offered you Cheetos in a meeting? I mean, yes, like, how much but you I'm leaving with the Cheetos. <laughs> I'm going to take these Cheetos. I'm still eating the Cheetos. This is real unprofessional. But I'm going to keep these Cheetos. Girl, please stop feeding animals Cheetos. Live your best life other than that. I love it. And she just sounds like she's the kind of girl that likes to get down and dirty in there at the zoo. <laughs> and speaking of dirty, we have a game that I think she would enjoy <laughs> playing were she with us. Okay. It's a game we love to play around here called Dirty or Clean. We have played this game several different times with a couple of different iterations. This time, 
I am going to bring out a list of 1920s slang words. And Alex and George, your job is to guess if these slang words or phrases are dirty or clean. Oh, this is awesome. I love this game. Yes. Uh, I hope you do. Hey there, Abigail. You got some dirty words there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Alex should be curating this. I like how you're doing the fake cigar. Yeah, she's writing that picture. nobody can see. Yeah. This is the whole picture. Okay, guys. Dirty or clean? We're going to start with the word darb. <laughs> darb. <laughs> no, no, no. But it made me laugh. I'm going to say it's nasty. I'm saying clean. I think it's okay. clean. Darb <laughs> is an excellent person or thing. As in, uh-huh. he's a darb. He's a great guy. Kind of lame. Yeah. When you know the answer, it's kind of lame. But that's a darb. So that's a point in George's direction. Here's another word. Bang tails. <laughs> that's definitely dirty. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me laugh saying it. No, it's so okay because it's Pride Month, but that's definitely dirty. Oh my gosh, you said it not be bangtails. Dirty or clean? Uh, dirty. Bangtails is slang for racehorses. It's mm-hmm. clean! Have you ever been around a horse? Okay, whatever. <laughs> All right, here's another word. You might have heard of this one. Applesauce. That's dirty. I'm saying it. Dirty. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing dirty too, but I'm going to feel foolish if it just means applesauce. Nope, you guys are both correct. It is a derogatory term. It is meant to really pull somebody down in the way you talk about them. Applesauce is a term of derogation. Applesauce. How would you use it? You would say, that guy is full of applesauce. Oh, Abigail, this is public radio. Next, we have a cake eater. Uh, well, I would like it to be dirty. Also dirty. Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Very dirty, Abigail. I'm going to be honest. A cake eater is, well, I think this one could kind of go either way. Technically, a cake eater is just a ladies' man. Oh, that guy's a total cake eater. Frank Sinatra no, is a cake eater. No, that doesn't mean it's clean. But Frank Sinatra doesn't really pull the definition up anywhere, does it? <laughs> so I'm going to give that a 50-50. Oh, I'm saying that's pretty filthy. I'll split it. Fair. <laughs> Next, banana oil. Oh, my God, that's nasty. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine that's not dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Banana oil just means nonsense or silliness. Oh, that's banana oil. That's ridiculous. Oh, I like that. Filthy. It's clean. Blow. If you can see the faces I'm looking at. (laughs) Clean. Okay, Alex is saying clean, clean. George. I'm saying clean for the purposes of this game. Okay, well, you're both correct. Blow in this 1920 version just simply means leave. I'm going to blow this joint. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We could have either gone narcotics or sexual. We had a couple ways to go. Yeah, my brain is poorly raised, and I thought of both of those first. We live in 2021, not 1920s. This is 100 years ago. Oh, my gosh. Damn. Last word, yeg. Y-E-G-G. Abigail, my mother listens to this show with that dirty mouth. (laughs) I feel like we should bleep you, James. Yeah, James, (laughs) please bleep the yeggs. (laughs) You can't, Jane. They need to hear it so they know what we're getting on. At least leave one in there. Mm -hmm. And the last word is please. (laughs) Yeah, and they're like, I never knew. All right, I'm going dirty. Okay, George says dirty, Alex. I'm with George. It's disgusting. Okay. A yeg is a derogatory term. It's a safe cracker who can only open cheap safes. The loser. (laughs) 
totally break in for the mob. These stupid, easy, crappy safes. I don't want that. It's like little kids' piggy me. banks. What a yig. I love so that. I'm that, using that. I love it, too. Let's all use it. All right. Well, that wraps up our game, Dirty or Clean. Thank you guys for playing. I hope you guys feel enlightened. I feel dirty, but thank you. Yeah. We're all going to feel dirty for a while after that. <laughs> yegs. Speaking of yegs. We're going back into the bad one-star <laughs> reviews. Although this time, we have decided that we are going to expand our horizons. Instead of just giving you guys one-star review of all the great restaurants out there, we're going to give you guys some one-star reviews from some other services. All right, so what you got this week? The Buffy the Tax Heiress review. Buffy the tax heiress is an accountant, a tax servicer, a payroll person. She has generally good views, but I got to tell you guys, Eulen H. from Atlanta, Georgia, is not happy. This is what she has to say. I've been with Buffy for a few years now, and I've recommended her to several film people. But I've just had the worst experience with this company. I wish I could rate in negative stars. (laughs) Take stars from other reviews. Courtney called me to discuss my tax return, and we quickly realized that she was missing the bulk of my W-2s. Shortly after, I sent the necessary documentation, but they were too busy to address my needs. And Courtney called me many days after, quote, tax day, unquote. I asked about an extension since we were only speaking many days after taxes were due, and she said that, quote, of course they filed an extension on my behalf, unquote. I had no reason not to believe her. They did not send me a bill for the extension, but I thought that perhaps it was a courtesy since they didn't file my taxes on time. Well, dot, 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 I've since received an additional bill from the IRS for over $3,000 in late fees, unpaid fees, no extension was filed. I've since tried to contact Buffy's office by sending several emails and messages and, of course, no response. I got a hold of someone earlier in the year who was not helpful at all, told me that they'd file an appeal, but after speaking with the IRS today, they did not file an appeal. I am so dissatisfied with this terrible service, which has heavily affected my finances. Please go somewhere else. As film people, we cannot deal with huge surprise bills paying for the help of an accountant. I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted on her behalf. Courtney dropped the ball. Courtney dropped the ball, but I got to pick this (laughs) apart a little bit. The way that she's wording this sounds like it's one way, but she starts off by saying, we realized that she was missing the bulk of my W-2s shortly after I sent her the documentation. Flag number one. That is true. You didn't send your (laughs) You ain't missing, girl. Number two, she uses the description (laughs) shortly after. She doesn't like to give us dates or time frames at all, which I think is another little flag here. She says shortly after she sent the documentation, but they were too busy. And then Courtney called me many days after tax day. Well, how shortly did you get her this documentation? Was it a couple weeks later? And then they were just too slammed to be able to do your stuff at that time? There's some things here that are quite adding up. And I'm just wondering, is it you or is it Buffy the tax heiress? I'm on her side. I'm anti-Buffy. Mm. I've had bad accountants, and this is exactly what it sounds like. I have had $3,000 bill? Uh-uh. They deserve that one star. I wish she could give negative stars. That's good, George. <laughs> I like that you're rooting for the underdog here. I didn't see that coming into this. I wouldn't have called her a yeg if I had known <laughs> I rescind that. I'm sorry I called you a yeg. You are right. They are full of applesauce. She's disgusted, and they're full of applesauce. Yeah. And that's where we're ending yeah. this review. 
I know we're venturing outside of the restaurant genre, but I must say that I am still a sucker for a classic bad restaurant review. In doing my hunt for bad reviews, I just came across one from 2018 that was written in the Washington Post that just made me laugh. This reviewer wrote a zero-star review. If this was in the Washington Post, does that mean it's an actual reporter who wrote this or a food critic? Yes. A food critic gave a zero star. Now (laughs) I have to hear this. Tom Fietzema is a Washington Post critic. He wrote about a restaurant called La Vie in Rare. Paraphrasing, he went to this restaurant and he was compelled to warn the readers against going to the restaurant. He listed the restaurant's problems in eight points. Those points included lack of common sense, (laughs) ceviche, and name only. I love that. He also went on and on about them not being able to even get basic dishes like a Caesar salad or broiled oysters, right? And then the restaurant is located on a waterfront development by the name of The Wharf, which I guess is supposed to have a serene atmosphere, but I guess Mm. the inside does not match that quality. And according to Tom, if you combine Las Vegas with a carnival cruise, (laughs) you would have an idea of what to expect out of this place. Wow. The cherry on top, so to speak. Tom finishes by saying you'd better have something in the fridge at home because Mm -hmm. the likelihood of your joining the clean plate club here is as good is Omarosa getting invited to a Christmas party at the White House. So, <laughs> wow. There's no reason it, to throw shade at wow. Omarosa. Just like she had nothing to do with the bad food. Just, just like throwing like, an elbow know. for no reason. This was personal for this guy on so many levels. This mm-hmm. was vindictive. He's, He's like, this like, restaurant out. sucks, and also this unrelated yeah. woman. Yeah, right. sometimes. <laughs> yeah, let me let you know how I feel about Omarosa in the process. It's probably one of the shadiest reviews I've heard, and that just made me gleeful. Nah, it's shady. All right, All right. George, <laughs> take us home, man. What do you have? I came across some reviews for the Fox Theater, which is <gasps> one of the most beautiful theaters. I, I always find it a privilege and an honor to get to see any show there. And I was amazed at how many people gave the theater a one-star review because they didn't care for the performer that they had come to see. What? That has nothing to do with the Fox. The fabulous Fox, guys. It's not even just the Fox. It's the fabulous. My dad likes to joke that he partially owns the Fox because back when he was in college at Georgia Tech, it was going under. Mm-hmm. And they started raising all these funds and trying to get people to donate so that they could save it. And I think he said he donated the dollar. And he likes to say that he's one of the owners. Of the and he walk. owns a doorknob at least. <laughs> Maybe and not even that. A floor tile. He's the catwalk. Like, yeah, a, a little this. square of the carpet, the old one in the back. Abigail, oh. if a piece of the fox got left to you, man, dude, <laughs> I, I would feel so honored. It. <laughs> Abigail. Emily didn't appreciate your family's contribution to the Fox Theater (gasps) because she went and saw the ballet, The Nutcracker, and said, The Nutcracker was nutty. (laughs) Okay, Emily, you're already starting off a little strong here. Calm down. I've imagined The Nutcracker as a beautiful Christmas story. I never got to see it until recently. It just didn't make sense to me. 
some scenes like rats and tights, and one giant fighting rat was very bizarre. This cannot be real. <laughs> there was not one spoken word the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? There was no explanation what's going on. The scenes were all scattered around. There was even a Mexican-themed Chinese dragon. What? And, and Emily, it's been a minute since I've seen the Nutcracker, but I don't recall there being a Mexican Chinese dragon. Right. I don't know what that is. I'm like trying to think Wait, what they... What's wrong with that anyway, Emily? What is the problem with that? She does not like that kind of cross-cultural. I don't know what to make of that dragon and a sombrero. I just can't put it together. It's not working. Wow, Emily. <laughs> it's hard to believe that someone, dare I say that, stupid lives. <laughs> The old man whipping around his cape was suspicious. <laughs> but the orchestra was great. <laughs> oh my god! What did she mean? It was suspicious. Is he in the audience? Is he on stage? I don't know who he is. Okay. Oh, he was Emily. suspicious. I thought to myself, who let this man in this building? I don't think he's supposed to be. <laughs> that man looks suspicious. Right. It's like that he's man, a performer. That man looks like a yeg. She's going to call the police on him. That's a yeg. That's that a is a yeg. yeg. <laughs> Full of applesauce. Oh, yeah. 100. <laughs> Banana oil all over this thing. All over the stage. Some of the costumes were pretty, and the dancers did okay, but I couldn't oh, follow oh, it at all. How generous. Those dancers have just been working <laughs> okay. out okay. the whole year. I'd like to see you do some ballet, Emily. <laughs> She goes, I don't know why people go to see this as some special Christmas event. It doesn't have anything to do with Christmas at all. It looks like some mentally unstable person created this train wreck. (laughs) Total waste of money. I will not return. You had YouTube or something of the sorts. Google things that could clue you into what to expect when attending a ballet. Yeah, you spent $60 on a ticket for something you didn't even (laughs) know what it was. And in the words of Adam Sandler, we were all dumber for having to listen to (laughs) (laughs) this. Hashtag back. All right, this week we have a guest submission for the Writer's Graveyard. Our Ooh. friend of the pod and writer, comedian, Chris Genovese, sent <laughs> us a sketch for the Writer's Graveyard. So thank you, Chris, for this sketch. And we are going to read it. It's called The Great Gas Station Robbery by Chris Genovese. We have two characters here. We've got Tim, who is 28, an aspiring criminal. George, are you Tim? I will read Tim. And then we have Gwen, 28, surprisingly chill about everything. Alex, how do you feel about that? Yeah, right in line. I will read our stage directions. Exterior gas station night. Tim gives himself a pep talk. (sighs) Okay, no turning back. You've been training for this moment your whole life. Remember your breathing exercises. Try and stop sweating. You're a criminal. You're a criminal. You're a criminal. (sighs) Okay. Interior gas station moments later. Gwen, earbuds in, flipping through a magazine, working that night shift behind the counter. Then Tim bursts into the gas station. He uses his coat pocket to conceal a firearm and is not wearing a mask. This is a stick-up. Give me everything you got in the register. Gwen does not immediately notice. It's kind of awkward. 
Excuse me. Gwen removes your earbuds but does not look up. Can I help you, ma'am? I'm robbing you and also a man? Gwen finally looks up. Um. Yeah, you get it now? Hardened criminal type situation. Wait, Tim? Uh, no. Oh my god, Tim Carruthers? Uh, no. Tim Carruthers! It's Gwen! Gwen Sweeney? Milton High, class of 09? Wait, how, how did, how did you- Realizes he is not wearing a mask. Oh, forgot the mask! Classic Tim! <laughs> Hysterical! So how the hell are you? I am so stupid. Hey, whoa, it's okay, bud. Okay, I'm trying to rob you and you can see my face! Yeah? Don't you have, like, security cameras? Oh, for sure, all over. Real fancy ones, too. Get your eye color, thermal imaging, all of that. I am so... Is this your first time? Tim blushes, nods sheepishly. Aww. And you have, like, a real gun in there and everything. Tim produces a tiny gun, like something a prostitute would carry in the Wild West. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great stage direction. You just got to read these things. They're just gold. Aww, that's adorable. It's my grandma's. Look how tiny it looks in your hand. Okay, well, it's still a gun. It has a bullet in it. And I bet it's the cutest little bullet ever. Please stop. (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't help it. You're Tim Carruthers. You got voted most adorable six years in a row. I'm just going to go. I am so sorry I even tried this. Oh, no, wait. You can't go yet. You need to get your money. Gwen goes to the safe and stacks sweet dollars on the counter. Wait, what? Yeah, whatever. This place isn't short. Wait, so I'm I'm actually going to rob a gas station? Sure are, bud. This is the happiest moment of my life. (laughs) You're telling me. I can't believe I get to tell the cops my gas station was robbed by Tim Carruthers. (laughs) Wait, you're still going to call the cops? For sure. I pushed the little red (laughs) button a while ago. (laughs) Robberies are still a pretty serious offense. That's so bad ass. I'm a real criminal. You're a real criminal. They cheer, jump up and down, who collects the money. She produces a desert eagle from behind the counter. Offstage, the sound of police sirens in rapid approach. Take this. You might need it. Wow. Am I going to get into a shootout with the police? Probs. I'm going to get into a shootout with the police. Aw, get out of here, you crazy kid. I hope I still see you at the reunion. Tim leaves. Gwen takes a moment to be proud of herself and then slips her earbuds back in and starts flipping through her magazine again. Offstage, a dope gun battle can be heard. <laughs> that is oh so great. <laughs> yes, Ridiculous. I love that. <laughs> That was very Christopher Genovese, I'll say that.
That mm. was definitely a Genovese state. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Chris, for sharing that with <laughs> Thank us. Thank you, Chris. Yes. All right. This has been another episode of Funniest People I Know. <clears throat> George, George, wait, wait. I just thought of something. Uh-huh. It has been a minute since we have done a What's in Your Bag. Do you know who hasn't done one? Oh my god, yes! None other than Miss Abigail herself. I just thought it would be a good time to bring it back in. Oh my god, you're a genius. Hey, listen. What's in your bag? Abigail, what's in your bag? Oh man, this is truly unexpected. Okay, well, I'm going to pull out the bag I got close to me. Hold on. Just give me a second. While you do that, we'll explain the rules. The rules of what's in your bag. Abigail has to Mm -hmm. pull out all the contents of her bag one by one and show them to us. And she cannot comment on them. She can only answer questions if we ask them. And we are welcome to whatever conjecture we want. (laughs) (laughs) These are my rules, and I'm starting to regret them. Okay, America, I am back with my backpack. It's a yeah, cute it gray backpack. Oh, with- that is cute. Oh, that's really cute. Thank you. It was actually a diaper bag that was given to me before my son was born, and it's come in handy for me because I had two. Okay, nice. I'm going to start here. Okay, is that beef jerky? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, okay, I thought that was. That is so funny. That's the first thing you pulled out of your bag. I love this. <laughs> I don't play around if I'm hungry, I'm hungry, okay? Yes. This is Chomps Grass-Fed and Finished Beef Jerky. I'll stick oh without the it, it can be organic grass-fed, but it's still beef jerky. Yeah, it still says, not a low-calorie snack in the really fine print. <laughs> right. That's a cobbler's bag? Oh, oh it's oh, a mask. It looks like mask. underpants. I thought <laughs> you were showing your unmentionables. Okay. It's a mask. I it was like Probably a have eight bag. of those in here. It was giving me coin bag vibes. Uh, empty Ziploc bag. Dope? Is that crack? It's trash. There is no <laughs> dope. There is no crack. crack. There is no powder. I will just straighten it I out. I saw whiteness <laughs> in a clear black bag. That is a lie. There is literally nothing in this bag. <laughs> this is going to get a little Allegedly. weird here. Wait, what is Is that a flute? That. Is that a recorder? Are you a flautist? It's a recorder. Wait, wait, uh, play, play on it. Are you a recaldist? She's a recaldist. What, what they call a recorder. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> you said no explanation, so I ain't going to give one. Beautiful. Right. I love it. Um. Okay, I'm going to just keep going here. Uh, Sharpie. Okay, a pen. Yes, oh, a pen. Marker. Okay, mm-hmm. a marker. Okay, cool. A oh, Lara bar. Lava, a Lara. I try to keep a lot of food on me wherever I go. Smart. Case in point. Two more Lara more bars. More Lara bars. This is a brownie. Oh, a brownie. Okay. That's the Nature's yeah. one. Yeah. I like that brand. I like the brownie one. Oh, an iPad. My iPad. Mm-hmm. Okay, something useful. IPad. All right. I was wondering why you carried this bag. Just in case yeah, you have I mean, a turkey I'm... or flute emergency while you're out and about. Yeah, we just don't know. <laughs> Is that mail? These are Color Street nails. Tabs um, that are yellow. Uh, are they fake nails? No, no. They're nail they're polish. Like nail polish? You cut them up and then they stick onto your fingernails. What? It's real nail polish. It's a whole new thing. It's like $11 thing. for one of them. <laughs> 
but you can supposedly get two full manis and petties from these. But that takes, in my opinion, some real witchcraft and trickery. Does it work? I've never tried. I'll say this. I love it on my nails, but it is trickier, in my opinion. All these gals on Insta will be like, oh, and it's so easy. Just cut it and apply. No, it is not easy. It is not just a cut and apply. It is a real deal that you got to get into. But they look great. It's a banana yellow color. Is that the color you wear as your nails? Sometimes. That's your color of choice, this banana yellow for your nails. Yeah, you banana. know what? What's your problem with the I'm, color I'm, banana I'm yellow? Not, I what is your didn't problem? Say I had a problem with it. Yeah, what do you know about it? Man, get out of here. Nobody's I mean, I know they sell paint in a little bottle. Anyway, that's your business. Unbelievable. <laughs> All this? right, we got another item. It's a little embarrassing to me. Is that hairspray? Hand Before you go, oh, it's poopery. Okay, wow. I don't like to show up places and have to worry. Okay, I need to know I, that I got some help. I feel like that says that you care, and I like that. Thank you, Alex. Deodorant? Oh, is that deodorant? Oh, is that yes, natural? Natural deodorant. Bali secret. Aluminum free. Aluminum free. Earplugs. Earplugs. Not what I thought. For when you play the recorder. Yeah, you know, I don't like You don't want to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting near the end here. I would love to see the reason this bag is carried. A wine opener? (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I'm seeing the makings of a sexy night here. There's some wine, some beef jerky and larabars. You got your nails did. You got your poopery, you know. (laughs) The poopery and sexy. That doesn't really make a connection that makes sense. That's how you keep the sexy going. I guess. All right. Well, that wraps up the things I got in this bag. Well, that was a fun trip, and I don't know why you would ever carry that bag, but I'm glad you have (laughs) your favorite things in it. This is my just-in-case bag, okay? (laughs) Just in case I need beef jerky and i got to go real quick. And I need a wine opener to go with that beef. You're going to really regret it if that's the one bag you pick up in an emergency or a fire. No, George. (laughs) Actually, if this is the one bag I pick up, I'm going to be thankful. I got deodorant. I got poopery. (laughs) I got food for days. I got nail I've got my recorder in case I get lonely. That is a literal first aid kit that she's carrying around with her, George. I stand corrected. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. All right. Well, I've been got, finally. This has been another episode of The Funniest People I Know. Make sure to check us out on the Atlanta Fringe Festival this month at atlantafringe.org. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to producer Jane Boynton, who edits the show. Thank you, Jane. If you enjoy the show, please like, review, subscribe, share it with a friend. We're available on every service, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, and Pandora. You can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Have a hilarious week. See you next time. 